after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. We talk about the good ones and the bad ones and the ones where people say weird shit like this. It wiggles. It squiggles. It pops in. It pops out. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. Coming up on today's show, you fancy, huh? Yeah. Except not really fancy. <laughs> what are we doing? Well, I know I there's a there's a class of commercial uh, that I started noticing and wanted to, wanted to talk about the artisanal chef advertising the decidedly non artisanal foodstuffs. Um, you know, we, there's basically it seems like there's no fast food company that hasn't tried this at one point or another in their uh, marketing career. Uh, so it's all chefs. You know, I was trying to uh, help in the show prep today, and I thought it was just generally not fancy food putting on airs. So there's a few in here that don't necessarily star chefs as well, but generally, like, we know when we're eating garbage. Yeah. And if you have a fast food, you can say, you can advertise how convenient you are, how easy it is to feed the whole gang at McDonald's. But when you start saying, our ingredients come from farm to table, and you're McDonald's, that yeah, doesn't make sense. There's a real... Um, the, the America fell in love with the term artisanal, um, but I think a lot of fast food places never quite got the hang of what that actually means. And, and it, although I don't think we talk about it on this show, uh, or it's not in the show prep, there's basically no product category that's immune to this kind of thinking, right? Like, there's no beer too humble, no car too <laughs> dis- consumer class, that they can't have some fancy person telling you it was engineered to the finest German specifications. And I'm talking about beer and cars there. (laughs) When looking at some of these products, I was struck by how you have a lot of, I mean, this should be obvious two and a half or whatever, almost two years into the show. Um, But you have so many options as far as what your tack is going to be. Right. Mm -hmm. And specifically with like frozen pizza, you can be like, compare yourself to delivery. We're better than that. Um, compare yourself to having to cook a whole meal from scratch. We're easier than that. You can just plain old be funny and ridiculous. But some of them decided to take this tack of fresh ingredients Mm -hmm. straight from Tuscany. And you're like, what the fuck? No, it's not. Anyway, that's all coming up. All of Tuscany has been denuded in the name of American (laughs) fast food. That is true. Um, Tuscany is going to change its name. (laughs) Tuscany is going to sew a Canadian flag onto its backpack. (laughs) And also, of course, we'll check in with the ad council. Um, you you said that we're spilling tea. We got yeah, hot we goss. Are, I'm are, trying to learn the yeah. I'm gonna, I'm tea. I'll t- I'll tell you all about the the tea that's been spilled. The hot goss. It's not that hot, but we we don't by I mean, our standards. The, the bar for hot goss on the show is pretty low. Are we about to spill weak tea? Yeah. Is that basically okay? Let's let's start with you fancy. <laughs> oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Nail done, hair done, everything did. Nails done, hair done, everything did. Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, the young people with their... Not I'm so fancy, huh? Oh, Iggy Azalea. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I feel like that would have been... I, I applaud you for going off the obvious... For stepping off the obvious track. That's funny. You know, as soon as we were talking about this show, this song has just been going through my head. But yeah, Fancy by Iggy would have been great there. Um, well, let's start with what... When you told me you had this idea for a show, I don't know if you had a specific ad in mind, but one came immediately to mind for me, and it was these Taco Bell ads from, I think, a few years ago. Yeah, that for me, too. I think this is the Sinquanon. Uh, oh, oh, who's yeah. fancy? I'm so fancy. Oh, my word. Go ahead. With your big words. Sinquanon of uh, artisanal chef commercials. What does that mean? The 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 sort of perfect example. I see. Okay. Um, so what is this first one? Uh, this is a Taco Bell commercial from, as you said, a few years ago, although not, not that long ago. Um, they uh, introduced a chef called Chef Lorena Garcia, who mm-hmm. they claimed was a real chef and a real person. 
who is the uh, artisan behind the creation known as, I guess, Taco Bowls. <laughs> I don't want to take a listen to it. This is Donald Trump's personal chef. Think Taco Bell can't do a gourmet burrito bowl? We'll see about that. Think again. World-class chef Lorena Garcia personally created the new Cantina Burrito Bowl using her all-new ingredients like citrus herb marinated chicken, cilantro-infused rice, black beans, guacamole from Haas avocados, and a roasted corn and pepper salsa. Taco Bell's all-new Cantina Burrito Bowl. You'll love it or we'll replace it with something you do. Guaranteed. I mean, you know, that kitchen looks fantastic. It's just like all these really, really fresh ingredients with this uh, with this chef who seems super authentic. And, and boy, she's, she's lovingly tasting mm-hmm. all the ingredients. My favorite moment in this commercial is for just a second at the end there, they cut to these three younger like sort of sous chef types. They're mm-hmm. dressed in the whites. Um, all young white men, I think, or young men anyway. And the, they all do this look over, over at her. Like they look up and kind of over and down like... Ooh, so that's that's her secret. <laughs> that's her way of spilling mwah. corn into a bowl. And that's her way of spilling corn into a bowl. Exactly. <laughs> do we know anything about Lorena Garcia? I didn't. Uh, that would have required me to do any amount of okay, research. Okay, l- I'm looking at her biography now at uh, cheflorenagarcia.com. She's Venezuelan born. Uh, she's a restaurateur, a TV p- personality, a producer, and a philanthropist. Um, She's one of the country's it's leading It's like the modern chefs. trifecta of not being anything. <laughs> no, I'm sure she's like a no, legit she's, chef. Um, yeah, she opened up uh, her first uh, restaurant in 2002. I'm just scanning here, so I don't know if any of this is interesting. But she seems to be a real person. The reason I asked was below it, somebody said, it's Chef Lu- Lucia and on YouTube. And I wasn't sure if she has a nom de plume or whatever. Actually, let's hear a little bit more from her because this is, I think, the commercial that I really remember. Making a burrito bowl, I think it made Taco Bell a little bit nervous, mostly because they're used to wrapping (laughs) everything in a tortilla. But I say, guys, lose the tortilla and share these beautiful ingredients with the world. (laughs) Amazing black beans, beautiful marinated chicken, chunks of avocado in your guacamole. If you want to show people you're changing, show them you're changing. People are going to love this. They won't even believe it's Taco Bell. Taco Bell's oh. cantina bowl. The, oh, they, they were, were nervous. They were nerve, they were that sh- was a boy uh, to be a fly on the wall in that meeting. Oh, they were shaking in their in their. Um, I don't know what do Taco Bell execs wear on their feet. I don't know some sort of loafer. I guess. I, well, I was thinking like a boot, not unlike uh, the kind of boots that. Trust me, that like white guys in suits and loafers are in charge of these. You don't think they wear Breaking Bad style boots with like the uh, silver scorpions on the tips? No, I don't think the the people who are in charge of Taco Bell are the murderous twins from Breaking Bad. <laughs> okay, hey. I was just throwing it out there. Anyway, um, I, I love that, and I do think that that is the as you said, moi de bleu. <laughs> Of this type of ad. Um, you found another good one as well. <laughs> this one is just perfect. I was digging around because it's a kind of, this is a tough, this is a tough kind of show to produce. I, when I was putting this show together, thinking about this show, it was like I could almost think of a hundred examples, but I couldn't quite yes. remember where I had seen them. And then I stumbled across this old Don. Basically, what I did was search for like fast food fancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I did, I stumbled across this Domino's um, ad for what they refer to as exotic Italian pizzas, which is a lot of words that don't belong together. <laughs> um, and it is exactly the thing that makes me laugh so hard. I mean, I'm not even mad at this. Like, it's just hilarious. Now, I had never seen this before. I watched it before the show. This is incredibly difficult to um describe it starts with like a, it says a michelin chef right right and he's talking about why pizza is so good in italy and he's walking the streets of some italian city meanwhile he's also talking to a guy who's got a kind of a similar voice who is i assume back in the states and he's a domino's chef and the guy who's in Italy is talking about the fresh ingredients and being bold and thinking outside the box when it comes to how great Italians make their pizza. 
Okay. Okay. Um, and then the other guy is responding. I actually had to watch this with the visual several times to figure out what was going on. At one point, he makes a joke about oranges, and he says, thanks for the orange juice. I recommend our listeners just disregard that. They're basically ultimately just listing a bunch of ingredients for the pizzas that they're making, and then sort of joshing with each other about who created these creations. Right. And then at the end, they appear in like the, the Michelin chef, yeah. which I didn't know Michelin had chefs. I thought that they just had writers. Isn't it, I thought that was a ranking oh. system for restaurants. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought you meant, like that he's a, probably a chef at a Michelin star restaurant. Oh, I see. Well, he's just identified as a Michelin chef. Well, here, I guess so. it would make sense for Michelin, like a Michelin to hire chefs. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, I find the whole thing confusing. But the important thing to remember here is not the narrative arc of this commercial or my muddling of what's going on. Just the, I would say, pomposity. Yeah. Is that the right word? Dinner in. The Italian trick is. I mean, it just starts with that. It starts with that guitar. I mean, it's just. Yeah, it's right. Dinnerin. The Italian trick is imperfection. Round, matlab not exactly round. Dear Vikas, got that? Oh, you forgot thin crust. Wo bhi kar diya. Make it exotic. Fresh zucchini, broccoli, olives, oranges. Thanks. For the orange juice. Huh? But uh, wood-fired oven, it's a problem. Solved. Wood-fired seasoning. Italy, dekh liya. Ab pizza, dekh lo. I literally, I watched that part a million times. I don't know what either one of them is saying there. I even tried putting on the closed captions, oh, but it's they're a, in a it's different a total, language. The commercial is a muddle. It's, it's a mess. It's a total mess as a commercial. It is a hilarious level of pomposity, as you rightly identified it. And I, it's like these, I don't know if they're brothers or just competitor chefs. I think he's, it said he's, it's like, uh, they identify him as a Michelin star chef, which to me suggests oh, he, I misread. he okay, probably he's a has Michelin star chef. Re- yes. run a restaurant that has received a Michelin okay, star. Okay, so I'm a dingus about that. My apologies for, for muddling that. And this other guy, the, the, the Domino's guy, is just listed as like Domino's head chef. So that's something that you're going to see a lot, like the, the head chef of whatever we're talking about here. As a matter of fact, do you mind if I use that as an excuse to jump jump ahead yet jump back to the 1990s for a commercial that I completely forgot about until I stumbled on it. I remember remember this one. We've actually talked about this one before. Look whose YouTube channel this is listed on. The actual chef in question. Back in the 1990s, they had these commercials for the art. Arch Deluxe, and did we talk about this on the show before? I forgot. Yes, because get, do you remember who directed this? Just no. a guy named Daniel Duchovny. Less David impor- Duchovny? Less oh, important brother of David Duchovny. That does ring a bell. Who is super bitter about his famous yes, brother. Yes, that's right. So anyway, there's this commercial from the 90s where a chef, this is for McDonald's, talking directly to the screen. He's talking about why the McDonald's Arch Deluxe is so good. And it's exactly like these other commercials. Well, actually, the tone is a little bit lighter. But as far as visuals, it's like all these fresh ingredients in this beautiful, well-lit, spacious kitchen. And he's talking about how he, Andrew... Selvaggio, the head chef of McDonald's, has come up with this new creation. And what I love about this is I stumbled on this on the YouTube channel of one Andrew Selvaggio. And... Would you keep this on your resume? He didn't edit these correctly. So you'll hear this one cuts off mid-sentence, and then the next one, <laughs> like the next click on his page, actually begins with the ending of this one. Oh, it is so janky. I don't know what he's doing these days, but take a listen to this. Andrew Salvaggio, McDonald's executive chef, food enthusiast, and the man who actually created the Arch Deluxe. The best ingredients are just the start of a great burger. Crisp leaves of iceberg lettuce. The stone ground mustard sauce. Mmm. The soft, comforting potato roll. I'm in the zone. All layered <laughs> together in one symphony of taste. I made it f- for you. It's how that- <laughs> as, as the next commercial stage. <laughs> but I want to actually. Why didn't we talk about that the last time I we talked about it? Because no idea. That guy's performance is so off-putting. It he I like they would have done so much better to just cast a chef, like cast an actor to play a chef, because. Those like little verbal ticks that he has, like, Mwah, and uh, oh, I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone. It's 
It's a failure of writing, to be sure, but it is also a failure of performance. Here's what else is going on on Andrew Salvaggio's YouTube oh, page, God. by the way. Can I stand? Is, there, is this a level of sadness that I can withstand today? He's got a couple of Arch Deluxe commercials from back in the day. Sure. And um, then, in case, it ever, seven, in case they ever decide to like bring it back, like the McRib, like some sort of nostalgia thing. Seven years ago, he posted something called "Welcome to Cook Italian dot com," and six years ago, he posted a review of a digital game called Pokemon Black and White. So he's leading a rich full life. So that's what's going on with him. Okay. Um, do we want to? There's some other McDonald's examples that I came up with. Do you mind if I just kind of keep rolling yeah, on these for it. a second? Because um, I felt like in my lifetime, I've seen a million McDonald's commercials where they overstate their food, right? Well, they but, they go through they go through phases, right? They they'll have a, they'll have a CEO, and for you know ten years or five years or whatever, it'll be Big Macs and. Uh, and you know quarter pounders and then they'll start to feel afraid that they're not keeping up with the um paneras of the world mm-hmm. or whomever the the fast casual the i mean that's really huge now even like chipotle like the difference you can hate chipotle but there's still a huge difference between chipotle and taco bell there is exactly and so they'll they'll get anxious and they'll their stock price will flatline and they'll do something like what they're doing right now where they're calling they're doing this whole um uh, they're doing a whole thing now where it's like these artisanal sandwiches. The signature, the sig- crafted, the signature recipes. crafted recipes. Now, this one is not quite as an egregious example of advertising, I think, because it's really a it's – a, it's, it's a product leading. You know what I mean? It's not like there's some ad company that's taking our usual burgers and trying to fancy them up. The company is making a decision to release this new line of sure. products that's a little bit fancier. No, no one's gonna no one's gonna buy like, oh, our this the Big Mac is now is uh was crafted in our test kitchen. Like yeah, they, right. you ha- you can only really do this with like the same way Lorena Garcia did with like Taco Bell didn't believe that we could do uh, burrito bowls, but I was like, try it, you cowards, <laughs> you you lily livered bastards, put it in a bowl. <laughs> I told them they kicked me out of that room, and I stood outside the door pounding, I saying, screamed, "Put it in a bowl, put it in a bowl." Um, so I actually think I don't totally dislike this commercial, although I do think they have a problem connecting all the dots here. So there are various commercials for these signature crafted recipes for McDonald's. And there's three main recipes. One is has some sort of bacon that has a maple glaze to it or something artisanal, you know. Another one uh, is guacamole again. Mm-hmm. You know, or right now guac is the, hot. What, hey, the, the guac is hot. Like, they are, <laughs> they've got to know, I, that we know, maybe they don't think we know this, no matter how fancy they say it is that maple bacon glaze is still getting poured out of a giant 10 gallon plastic bag right yes know? of course of course like i was not born yesterday mcdonald's so i'm mostly playing this for you Veeves, here because this whole beginning of this ad just shows has this kind of earthy organic music playing right mm-hmm. and like all the world's most diverse group of mcdonald's customers all walking in. through the door it's a montage of people walking through the door i mean is that all, a scuba man all ages all races and then yeah um you have somebody uh walking in dressed in scuba gear and it's just it's very it's not funny though it's very earnest and then this is uh what they're getting at here with the voiceover where did we find the inspiration for our new flavors it walked right in the door Introducing new signature crafted recipes. Pico guacamole made with real Hass avocados. Sweet barbecue bacon made with crispy onions. Maple bacon Dijon with thick cut apple and smoked bacon. You bring your flavor to the world. We bring ours to you. So this may be breaking the mold a little bit as far as what we're supposed to be talking about today. Because really they just have a fancier... Spiritually it's on theme. Yeah, but... One thing I've learned about... All the worlds, all the diversity and the the beautiful, diverse taste of the world is that there's one thing that unites everybody, and it's bacon. Yes, and if you're going to have I an dare, avocado, I, it's got to be a has. Have we not heard has avocados yes. twice so far? I dare you to find me a new, some sort of new product that fast food selling that doesn't involve bacon. Yeah. Um, 
you're a little bitter about that. I am because I don't piglies, eat pork. Piglies giving their lives. Um, and then I'm going to play one more McDonald's, and then I'll give the uh, I'll, I'll I'll pass the mic to Veeves. Uh, another big thing with McDonald's kind of revamping their image lately, and at lately the past five ten years has been turning McDonald's into quote unquote McCafes, right. where they kind of emphasize Fancy their coffee, coffee offerings and stuff like that. Um, it's called here- Starbucks is eating our lunch, and. I got to say, I thought I'd find a bunch of really egregious examples, but again, this goes into how they've decided mostly to advertise these. And for the most part, I will give them credit. They emphasize convenience, or there's a really good one that I was going to play for you, but there's no words at all. It's a minute long. It ran in the UK where McDonald's just takes shot after shot after shot of hipster coffee culture. And I got to say, it is pretty funny. Just like these people waiting for their coffees while these uh, baristas are just like doing this tiny little thing to it in the back and then handing over like ridiculous examples of coffee drinks you don't even want. At one point, the commercial really got me where one person was waiting in line, rolling his eyes, and he looks over at the wall and there's a sign that says, Grab life by the beans. And I was like, oh, God, how many coffee shops are are we in where they have this bad, like, coffee humor on the walls? Um, So they were kind of taking a shot at coffee shops there. But for the most part, their ads, especially here in the United States, were focusing just on, hey, we are – we're inexpensive, we're convenient, all these things, with the exception of this one, which is called The Master Roasters. Our master roasters get to taste McCafe's rich, smooth, delicious coffee every day for free. You're thinking, how do I get that gig? Come to McDonald's during breakfast every morning. They were giving some free um, free coffee out to, to advertise a new thing. But then here, this one is mostly for you, Vives, because it's very visual, but it's in the same campaign. And they show like a coffee farmer out in the farm. A discount Juan Valdez. Yes. We have a saying. Me coffee as Sue coffee. Our way of inviting you to share what's ours. So between September 16th and the 29th, we want to treat you to a rich, smooth McCafe coffee for free. So you all don't the, re- all the per- Peruvian pan flute. Yes, it's not going to make your coffee any better, McDonald's. And McWan McVeldez there, <laughs> in the, uh, you know, and we're seeing these beautiful, beautiful shots of his farm and uh, and the beans being picked off. That the, shit better the be fair trade. Yeah, it's heavily implied, but I didn't hear anything about it. Okay, so um, that was my mcdonald's block that was my hot block of mcdonald's what else do you have on your list well there was one from applebee's that i wanted to play because it is in this it's like an airsatz version of this like say what you will about taco bell i believe that lorena garcia was really hired by taco bell and maybe even some version of her come to jesus meeting about the burrito bowl actually happened um but this is like a version of that that um, I know the chef isn't real because I recognize the actress from other things. <laughs> yes. Um, but I also just like the fact that it's like the chef is trying to explain about the uh, Applebee's new offerings and the voice, the man whose voiceover it keeps interrupting her is like the most mansplainy thing I've ever heard. And do you recognize his voice? No, I didn't recognize the man's voice. Oh, really? Oh, I thought you were talking about the... the when you asked me before the show if I recognized the voice, I thought you were talking about the woman. No, the woman who's dressed up like a chef, or I guess the actress who's playing the chef, is a more <laughs> mature way of saying that. I mean, you kind of... <laughs> you really boiled it down. The lady who's dressed up like the chef. That's what they do. Um, she is the boss from Workaholics. Yeah, and she's been in some other things, but she's Alice from Workaholics. But listen to the voiceover man. Applebee's new lunch combos include over 200 delicious combinations and they start... Here it at- comes. I'm sorry? The price. Oh, they started just... Oh, hey, come on. I'm a big boy. All right? I, I can handle it. Don't sugarcoat it. They started just six ninety nine. Yeah. Oh, great. You should have said that earlier. <laughs> Choose a real lunch from over 200 tasty combinations of fresh salads, savory soups, delicious pastas, and made-to-order gourmet sandwiches. Applebee's new lunch combos starting at just six ninety nine. See you tomorrow. Who's, you recognize the voice? I don't recognize the voice. And I'm blanking on his name because I can never... I always confuse his name. It's not um, Sudeik... Oh, no, it's Sudeikis. Oh, it's Jason Sudeikis? Jason Sudeikis, right? Do you hear it now? 
Play it one more time. Applebee's new lunch combos include over 200... Wait, hold on. Sudeikis is the guy from 30 Rock, right? Yes. Liz Lemon's boyfriend. Right. They're delicious combinations, and they start... Here it at- comes. I'm sorry? The price. Oh, they started just... Oh, hey, come on. I'm a big boy. All right? I, I can handle it. Don't sugarcoat it. They started just six ninety nine. Yeah. Oh, great. You should have said that earlier. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Choose a real lunch. He's kind of doing a voice. You're, but you're you're not convinced that Jason Sudeikis? No, I mean I definitely hear. I, I won't be surprised to find out that it is, but it. I would stake. I would stake one of the cats on it. All right. Well, it probably is. I mean, I the think older he, cat. He, he's done. I think he's done other voiceover yeah. work, and I mean that he's got a mansplainy vibe to him. And so this would have been, um, you know, a while back, and you know he's definitely you know doing a voice acting. Um, so it's it's a little punched up. He's not like uh, who, what's his character's name in Thirty Rock. Floyd. Floyd. Um, yeah, so that one that one uh, is ridiculous, especially just because it's so obvious they didn't even try to get like Yeah, they're just like, well, we know putting somebody in Chef White's mm-hmm. seems like our food's better. So they just hired an actress to play be in Chef White's. Oh, I wanted to play one for you. Now, again, I'm cheating with all of my stuff, I feel like, today. I don't know for sure that this one aired on TV. In fact, I'm pretty sure it didn't. Uh, but this is a web video for the Olive Garden where we get a peek into the Olive Garden's kitchen. And again, just all of the trappings we've been talking about. We're seeing just beautiful shots of super fresh ingredients right. being cut and prepared and washed. Over open flames. Open flames. Very authentic. Yeah. Authentico. So take a listen to these chefs as they, as they tell you what inspires them as they work behind the scenes in an olive garden. Food is a passion of mine. Cooking is a passion of mine. We do our fresh soups and sauces every day, every morning. I actually went to Italy and picked with one of the chefs over there. She taught me how to make Alfredo from scratch. Making things by hand is like something special that I've done for someone else that makes their day better. We are making fresh every day. Using fresh vegetables, it tastes better. It's like an art, you know. I like painting a picture with my food. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause here for a second because I want. I think there are a few caveats. First of all, if you told me these were actual employees of Olive Garden, very very carefully selected um, for this commercial, I would believe you. Oh. The fact that this woman went to Italy. <laughs> Maybe she was in Italy, and maybe somebody did tell her how to make food there, but it had nothing to do with her someday let me, working let me for tell you this. Olive Garden. Literally anyone who can afford a plane ticket to Italy can take a cooking class there. Right, of course. It's almost hard to avoid it. Right. So, And also, you know, I don't want to come off snobby. I want to tell you, as I was going through these commercials today, I wanted to run out and grab, in yeah. order, a McDonald's hamburger, yep. a Freshetta pizza, and a Red Baron pizza. <laughs> like, everything. I was, like, there's, if you really love Olive Garden, you think that we're throwing shade here. I'm not like enjoy Olive Garden, but I also think that Olive Garden is smart to emphasize things like I I was going through a whole bunch of different campaigns. They have ones that are very breadstick focused, and that makes sense. People love the free breadsticks. It's become iconic there. Um, Even the kind of family community thing. My family, we went to like me, my dad, and the woman who became my stepmom. We kind of went to the same Applebee's every Mm -hmm. single Sunday. It became a tradition. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. Like, and so when you're here, your family, okay, fine. But it's this specific thing that we know when we're eating fancy food and when we're not. And so it's that that we're honing in on here. Well, like this whole commercial feels like a nuh uh to me, by which I mean. My, you know, Olive Garden, I think, is rightly, I'll say derided. I think it's, I think it's rightly critiqued as being, you know, pretty cheapo Italian food. And, and they do microwave a lot of stuff. And you do get a pasta dish that feels like it, you know, came out of a, you know, it's been sitting under mm-hmm. a hot light for yeah. a long time. And so clearly they're responding here to... The sort of zeitgeist about Olive Garden that that it's that it's just cheap, greasy mm-hmm. Italian airs. That's Italian um, with all of these, you know, 
over the top fresh ingredients. Like I just, it, this is a bit of a fantasy. This and idea. The, what did he say? He's he's painting a, a yeah. portrait on every plate. Or I mean, go. I just get, get at me yeah. at council if you've ever worked at an Olive Garden or similar kind of place, Applebee's, Chili's, any of those places. Tell me what it was like in the kitchen. Was it really a bunch of artisans crafting their craft? Right, or was it? it a bunch of like stoned people like <laughs> throwing trying a bunch, to get more stone. Trying to get more stone <laughs> while still getting the, you know, the shit to the to the uh, window in time. Only because I keep on bringing up the, this frozen pizza thing, um I did want to do a little comparison today cuz I noticed that freshetta is the um because i just think frozen pizzas we know what we're getting right and the frozen pizza game has come a long way from when i was a little kid when i was a little kid we got frozen pizzas that were basically grocery store brand right they were very thin they were all the same and you could just you could practically play cards with them you could just stack them up you know stack up 52 of those things that's not that much higher than a, a a card deck um but, of course, they have gotten better. I happen to be a DiGiorno man now. I don't know if you have a preference, Veeves. Um, I, you know, as far as the the crust is really the big differentiator, mm-hmm. I feel like, on a frozen pizza. And I think DiGiorno has probably mm-hmm. got the crust game well in hand. So it has improved. But come on. It's still a frozen pizza that are just mass manufactured. And yeah. just like It's only preferable to not having to spend any time or energy doing something else. But would you believe me if I told you, Vives, that Freshetta pizzas are farm-to-table dining? Because... Uh, do they mean farm-to-my-grocery-store-freezer? <laughs> this ad because begins on a farm where we meet a farmer yeah. who's picking tomatoes. Look, I know... Here's a medical fact about tomatoes. They all came from a farm originally. Right. In a sense... Yes, it is farm to table, but it makes a lot of stops along the way. But do they use three different tomatoes? Do the competitors <laughs> use three different tomatoes in their sauce like Freshetta does? And um, as you'll learn here in a moment, and also we're not just going to meet a farmer. We're also going to meet a cow named oh. Tilly or Lily, I believe. And she gives her milk to the mozzarella mm-hmm. that we have on All our right. Freshetta Hit pizzas. Me. Okay. This is Scott. He's a real farmer. Oh, and also, I love the just somewhat. Um, I don't even know how to describe this woman's voice. It's that like just just that little it's bit of like so young, sincere, young woman raspy. Like yes. I don't know. It's like just port. It's just Portland. I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. This is Scott. He's a real farmer of real vine ripened tomatoes. Beauties, aren't they? They're stunning. This is Tilly May. She's a real cow and our go-to for 100% real cheese. Same to you, Tilly. This is an oven knob. It makes things real hot. Now we're we're in the kitchen with the family. Bruschetta's naturally rising crust can rise. Naturally. And it's ready now. So you can have real taste for your real life. See, even like real taste for your real life, like I understand like... That whole real life thing. I, I saw a lot of those today, actually. Some incarnation of that. Campbell's has mm-hmm. the real life thing. And just like craft uh, mac, uh, mac and cheese. For any kind of convenient food yeah, is now coded as life. quote unquote real life. Which, Boy, you know, that is a real. That's an that's insight. A real, that's from real life. You, you've had an insight. <laughs> hey. Does anybody have any kind of sounds for that? Like, uh, Don't worry. I'm not going to play doctor, doctor. You, How should, about? Pull, you should pull that, that uh, clip of Jack Donaghy saying... Professor Stone's going to give you a good job spanking. <laughs> I don't know if I remember that one. Also, I like the fact that it took me 72 seconds to get a bell sound on the show. Yet, Doctor Doctor, I'm there in a, in a heartbeat. Uh, okay, so we've done Taco Bell, Domino's, Olive Garden, Freshetta, McDonald's. You got I, your Applebee's in there. I think there's just one more to maybe mention, right? Yeah. And this is yours. Now, you said this one is kind of outside the box. It's a little outside the box, although it's literally inside the box in another way. Okay. Tell me all about this. Um, This is for Subway. Leave nothing out. (laughs) Uh, They're advertising their slow roasted meats. Um, That's another search term that I used when I was doing the research because slow roasted, artisanal, all, Mm. all these words, all these sort of like signifiers of what fancy means Mm -hmm. within the context of what is ultimately not fancy food mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um slow roasted is a big one of those has avocados same thing um maple probably a good one yeah um applewood yes 
send send in your ideas for what would be good good buzzwords, everybody. Yeah, um, and actually, no joke. I wanted to give a quick shout out too. I sorry to interrupt you, Vives. I, I know that you and I are going to be watching TV. And we're going to see a million obvious mm-hmm. examples that we didn't get into the show because we were thinking too hard about it, yeah. sort of. Um, so if if you guys see anything, this is an open thread from now until eternity. Right. Send us uh, send us any commercials, you know, email, Facebook, whatever. So the premise of this one is um, the chefs who work at Subway, uh, the you know the. Fancy chefs who work at Subway. They're sandwich artists. Uh, no, no. These are like the people who who are not making the sandwiches, but are, you know, crafting. Oh, you're the- talking about the Subway Test Kitchen? Yes. And I, the Subway love the, test kitchen. I love the Subway Test Kitchen. Um, while they're waiting for the meats to slow roast, they have time on their hands. Mm. And this commercial envisions what they're doing with that time on their hands. And one of them is making a diorama. You can't rush our new slow roasted premium roast beef takes just the right amount of roasting to reach perfection. So our chefs have more than a little time on their hands. Hey, what's that? A model of our kitchen. There is Bud, Stan, our roast beef. There is me. So I want, in case you couldn't tell what he was saying there, it's a model of the kitchen that they're in. And this really appeals to me because I love scale models of things. And this guy is killing it. It's a great this diorama. Is, it's a great diorama. Stan, our roast beef. There is me and you. Now he's showing the tiny little doll of his boss that he made to his boss, who is just staring at it, ah, uh, quizzically slash grumpily. Wow. <laughs> the Subway Club with slow roasted roast beef from the Subway Sandwich Shop, bounded on fresh. Not to doctor doctor this, but I would say I would like that so much more if the boss gave in at the end and smiled and said, pretty good, or something like, like that. I wow was a relatively neutral observation. I thought wow was kind of like, wow, you got a lot of time on your hands. It was a little more eye-rolly. I wish you would have just bought into the whole, boy, you're pretty good at making dioramas. I actually, of all the commercials we've looked at today, mm-hmm. this is my favorite. Yeah, because it's funny. It's, it's funny. not earnest. And it, it's not, it doesn't try to oversell you on the artisanal quality of the mm. meat. They, you know, they, they make their pitch. It's It takes a long time to slow roast. Okay, noted. Um, but then it's just like lets you kind of enjoy the moment. Yeah. Um, that actually – I never – did I ever break down my, my pizza thing? Most of these I hate, honestly. Because I, I broke down the pizza thing to Freshetta, DiGiorno, Tombstone, and Red Baron, right? And Freshetta, we're fresh. You know, the whole farm-to-table thing. DiGiorno, I think, is brilliant. No, they are singular with their tack, which is compare ourselves to delivery. Yeah, you don't want to wait for delivery. We're more convenient than delivery, and you won't be able to tell the difference. Very, I think whether or not you like that ad campaign, which I actually think is pretty good, you got to give them credit for saying this. They have a is, strategy. This is our strategy. Um, Tombstone. This is what made me think of it. I was like, what is Tombstone Pizza strategy? And it's just straight up comedy, but. Dark fucking comedy, man. Yeah. Do you remember? So this what do you is want one, on your tombstone? Yes, this is the one from uh, I don't Which know the early nineties. Why did you name your food product Tombstone? Yes. It's like it's like naming your car the Rolling Coffin. And so the Tombstone. Like, pizza. what do you want on your tombstone? How about I ate pe- I like you know freezer pizza every day for ten years and I died from it. And it doesn't. Okay, now in this case, Tombstone is very specific. You can tell with their font and everything. It's like Tombstone, like an out old west sort of, which also does not have a connection to pizza. <laughs> like so, this commercial, which nope. I think was their first one, it's it's old west. You know, it's like an old western movie sort of. And there is a man in a noose. Hanging from a tree, and he's—I think he's—you know—he's on a horse or something, and he's about to die. And the cowboys who are going to kill him are asking him uh, what he wants on his tombstone. It's really dark. You died, Marshall? Nope. Like that's not a comical noose. It's not. That is a very realistic noose with like one of those with many, many, many loops around. Yeah, it. and also he's the marshal. He's not even the bad guy. I guess. I guess you don't want the good guys hanging, folks. Oh, good point. So there, that's right. So it's a man in black hanging the marshal. Yeah, this is real dark. This is super dark. You tight, marshal? Nope. Any last words? Nope. What do you want on your tombstone? 
pepperoni and cheese. Time for Tombstone Pizza, made with the good stuff. Real. Yeah, so... This era in advertising was obsessed with hanging people. Remember Get a Rope? What do you... Oh, that's right, Pace Picante. Pace Picante. That got Luke and I on TBTL. One of us cannot say New York City without the other one saying, New York City, get a rope. Sounds like a good show. I'll definitely it's listen. Not, it's not... It's not that great. <laughs> the uh, TV telethon is coming up next week, though, if anybody wants to donate. Um, so anyway, I and then Red Baron doesn't really seem to have one, just so I can end my thesis here. Uh, Red Baron is just all over the place. They don't know what the hell they're if doing. You, if you had never told if – if I'd never heard the re- words Red Baron again and it associated with pizza, I would never have remembered – that it was a pizza. But it is worth noting. I don't know why I'm dragging this out, but isn't it weird that Tombstone, like, there's nothing about the Old West that implies pizza. Tombstone, yeah, you can make these jokes about what do you want on your tombstone, but actually, that's kind of a very dark thing. Like, how did they end up with a pizza company named Tombstone? That's what I'm saying. And then Red Baron. What the hell does that have to do with it? I don't know. The Red Baron? That was Snoopy's alter ego, yeah, right? Yeah, I think. No, he was the, the Red Baron was real, right? And Snoopy was the something else Baron? Am I wrong about that? Let's check this out. See, Man- Manfred von Richtofen, um, also known as the Red Baron, or just Red Baron, was a fighter pilot with the German Air German, Force during German World fighter War pilot. What could be a right, more right. clear association with pizza? Snoopy, meanwhile, was... He would fight the Red Baron? Oh, I guess so. It's a Snoopy ver- But I thought he was also a Baron of some sort. I don't know. He was the flying ace. Well, anyway, I'm glad we were able to talk about commercials. Do you want to um, check in with the Ad Council? Let's do it. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. All right, this is where we check in with you guys, our ad council. You email us, you post things to Facebook, and then we read it on the show. Uh, What's up first, Vives? Well, first we've got a a note from listener Nick who writes uh, of last week's show in which we talked about these, uh, we kind of did a deep dive on those Chevy ads and how real or not real the focus group participants Mm -hmm. were. Uh, and Nick had nice things to say. He said it was an informative, interesting, and filled with tons and tons of laughs show. Uh, and then he adds, kind of. So I don't know. Is that shade? Is that at us? I don't know. I don't Why know. Why would you say kind of? So I don't know. What's either up, Nick? Either thank you or what's your problem? Yeah. Uh, but this is actually why I really wanted to include this comment. Uh he writes, the new Avatar Land opened at Disney, and I'm going on Wednesday, and we'll give you a full report after I check it out. So stay tuned, because, uh, Nick, I'm going to hold you to that, and I really want to get a full download on Pandora. Oh, I'll bet you this is Nick who works at Disney World. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I know you, Nick. I see you. Uh, yeah, I'd love to hear more about that. I heard... Actually, did I, did I, I think I heard somebody talking about Avatar. Um, or Pandora. Or Pandora, or whatever. And they said it's actually pretty good i feel like i don't know where i caught that because i don't really hang out with a lot of people who've been at the new avatar exhibit recently like i can't think of anybody who's been to florida in the past year but i swear i caught a bit of conversation of somebody being kind of reluctantly being like yeah it's pretty good yeah i mean i you know there disney has unlimited money to throw at this challenge and like i I can imagine that they you know they probably did it upright. i'd be curious though like, how real can it really, you know, how, how impressive can it really feel? Like, mm-hmm. they can't really defy the laws of gravity. They can't really let you ride on one of those dragon things, I guess. I'm trying to think, we talked about it because there was something ridiculous in the Well, ad. there was an ad that was just excruciating for it. Because it had the director. Welcome to Pandora. Oh, right. At the very end, one of the creatures looks right into the camera. Yeah. And, and with kind of this, with those kind of dead eyes, kind of says something in her language. Yeah. It was rough. Anyway, obviously, I'm not a huge fan of Avatar. So but I, I guess... would be curious to hear how the how Absolutely. Pandora is. Yeah. Uh, this next one is anonymous. It's a hot mm. tip. Um, you, is this is this where you spilled your weak tea? This is spilling tea. Although I I I just like to say spilling tea because it's the cool new way to say hot goss. Yeah, wow. But it's not and really hot goss. Was the new way of saying interesting gossip. gossip. Right. Okay. 
um, this is not, this is probably not real tea because tea, I think, is when it's like salacious. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is someone who knew uh, growing up, Zach Woods. And that's, that's the actor. We, we mentioned him recently because we discovered that he was the zombie in the You're Born Me Back to Death ad for Skittles. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he's also much better known now for being on uh, Silicon Valley. He was on The Office. Um, he was in, he's had a bit, he's had parts in Veep. He was in one of our favorite movies, which is, um, uh, oh, that's right. He was in the, the one that Veep is uh, uh, kind of based on, uh, huh. after, uh, something, the loop in the loop. In the loop. Wow. I almost said the thin blue line. If that means anything <laughs> to you. He was, as far as I know, he was not in the thin blue line. I don't think so. Anyway, he's really, uh, he's coming into his own. He's a really talented, very funny actor and we were big fans. So this is someone who grew up with him and I guess was sort of, he was sort of a friend of the family, it sounds like. Um, and But apparently he deleted – they were Facebook friends. He deleted his Facebook after mm-hmm. he kind of got a little famous, uh, which I can understand. Like yeah. you'd probably – it would probably just be a hassle at a certain point. Um, and the this listener was saying, I wonder, sort of musing, like I wonder how I could get back – you know, like would it, would it be weird to like – get back in touch what would you like if you were in that position would you be able would you like try to get back in touch if it was someone that you like legitimately were friendly with it really depends on the situation i def if i only felt the kind of desire to do that because this person is now famous and not not that there's anything even uh non-explainable about that or non-understandable about it like hey this guy has a totally different life now that would be interesting to hear about um, but if that was the only reason why I would feel weird about it, or if it would even seem to him mm-hmm. like that's the only You'd reason be why, so I'd very to any, yeah. So you don't have any good advice on how to how to go about. I mean, unless threading this needle. In I mean, now if I had this kind of relationship with him and I was trying to get him on this podcast, you know, you could kind of, you know what I mean. Hey, I would do that, like listener. Yeah. Got an idea for you. Yeah. Reach out. Tell him you got a, uh, some some friends who do a podcast who'd love to have him on. Because Would he be he's interested? one of our favorite commercial he's actors. He's one of our favorite commercial actors, and he technically has been in a commercial. And we, we've heard he's done some other things, too, but we're really focused on his commercial Yeah, work. we just want to talk about, uh, like, solid 15-minute interview on that Skittles commercial. Just based on your one line. <laughs> it is a good that, one, It's a really good line, but, like, how did you... <laughs> what was your motivation to, like, inhabit the character? And did you... <laughs> I understood that, like, for weeks and weeks before the commercial, you wore that full makeup yeah. every single day just to kind of get a feel for what it's like to live really inside method. that skin. Yeah. Um, so she, uh, this person, male or female, I know, hard I was going to say, you keep saying she, uh, uh, added, I specifically wanted to tell you guys that you would love Zach if you met him in real life. He's kind, hilarious, super feminist dude. You should keep wishing him all the success in the world because no one deserves it more. And we do. I'll bet you I know who sent that. Well, it's anonymous. I know who sent it. I know you do, but I don't. Well. This is the first time I'm seeing of it. Well, it's a secret. So but I have some theories. Don't don't expound on your theories. It's your sister. It's not my sister. Okay. Uh, all right. And we got one more. And I think this was one you Yeah, this is just about. one that I saw on the Facebook page that I wanted to play for you. Uh, Corinne writes, um, talking about an Allstate commercial. We haven't talked about it on the show. She just kind of saw this commercial, wanted to post it, and said, um, the kid in this commercial has become my favorite teenager on TV. I feel like I know him. Have you seen this? I don't think so. This is I, – I like it. It's very charming. Oh, I do charming. love this one. I, I, she posts – this is a funny thing. Corinne posted this on the Facebook page, mm-hmm. and I happened to be on the group right as she posted it, so I saw mm-hmm. it post. And I had literally minutes before, if not less than a minute before, seen it on television. So I was really high mm-hmm. on this commercial right at that moment. When you saw it on TV, it stood out to you too? Instantly. It's it's a great performance, and um, I loved it right away, and then it was such a funny little coincidence that Corinne posted it right as I was thinking about it. So um, a teenage boy, uh, it's nighttime. He's come home and he's standing in the doorway of his parents' bedroom. His parents are already in bed, but they're both up reading or something like that. And um, I think the rest will be self-explanatory. He's standing in the doorway, nervously talking to them. Mom, Dad, hi. I had a very minor uh, fender bender tonight in an unreasonably narrow fast food drive through lane. But what a powerful life lesson. And don't worry, I have everything handled. I already spoke to our Allstate agent, and I know that we have accident forgiveness. 
which is so smart on your guys' part. Like, the fact that they'll just forgive you. Four weeks without the car. Okay, yep, good night. With accident forgiveness, your weeks won't go well. His performance is really good. I mean, um, I would recommend going it's to the well Facebook page and too. watching it, too. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's super simple. When you hear those pauses, we just see the stone looks, uh, or I guess the stone faces that his parents are, are giving him. Yeah. Um, and he just kind of keeps digging, keeps digging, and... Uh, he reminds me of somebody. He's got kind of a Jay Baruchel quality to him. Who's that? Um, he's Jay Baruchel. He's like sort of in that Seth. He, well, I, one thing I can tell you, he definitely was in was um, uh, it's what's that movie about the end of the world with Seth Rogen and James? Oh Franco? yes, he's the main little buddy. He's the main right, little right. buddy. He's the main little buddy. Um, so by the way, his name is Matthew Eisen. Yeah, he's a Canadian actor and musician. Oh, and he was nine years old. And this philanthropist. Is from IMDb. <laughs> um, Let's see here. He landed the role at age nine in a school's production of Aladdin, which sparked his passion for oh, I acting. I love that his, his IMDb is like so thin at this point that he's still citing his like <laughs> elementary school play. And it says here that it was written by him, by the way. Since then, his love for acting has only grown. Matthew plays Jax, a confident DJ and musician on Family Channel's new original drama, Backstage. Uh, according to iSpot TV, he's only been in that one commercial, or at least credited in that one commercial. And IMDb only has him on this TV series called Backstage. So um, I would say, though. I officially dub him one to watch. One to watch, not unlike your other little Thomas buddy. Barbuska. Who I believe. Whose career I did make. I think that you had a big part yeah. uh, in kind of making sure that uh, he got. The- <laughs> recognition that he deserved i don't think i honestly don't think there's anybody who would argue that you can sell anything you can sell anything okie dokie then get at us on facebook it's after these messages show it's a group you join it you get to know your friends and neighbors in this crazy after these messages world. Also, we have email. It's after these messages show at Gmail. Um, you can call us, leave us a voicemail. We haven't had any of those in a while at 607-444-5597. 607-444-5597. And after these messages show at gmail.com. All right, Vives, that, that's all I wanted to talk about. I have no more frozen pizza anecdotes for you. But do we have any frozen pizzas? Let's go find out. Talk to you guys next find Tuesday. The reasons we the shit, the you the shit. Yeah, pooping on the track, call me Doodle Vic. Cool, cool, cool AD. Nothing new to the kid. What can you do to the kid? Totally stupid and sick. No scruples, cool man. Ice cream.